Welcome to the His Call Technology Podcast, where we are communicating tomorrow's business needs today. From just outside Nashville, Tennessee, join His Call as we discuss all things telephony, data, and infrastructure related to business leaders. Here we go. If you've had the opportunity to attend the His Call Technology Showcase, You may have seen two or three men in camouflaged fatigues and combat boots. As a matter of fact, if you check out one of our first YouTube videos recorded at our 2010 showcase, you'll see a couple of these guys. The Tennessee Army National Guard holds a special place in my heart. I spent many summer days at the Armory in Robertson County, Tennessee. My stepdad, Big Jim as I called him, was first sergeant, or top, I later learned his fellow soldiers referred to him. After serving during the Vietnam War, he became a full-time guardsman and reported for duty at the armory in Springfield. At that time, the unit was an armored division. I once got to ride in a tank. The hot, rough ride was quite a thrill for a young boy. And judging from the smile on his face, It was for a not-so-young soldier as well. The old National Guard Armory sat between the banks of Sulphur Fork Creek and Robertson County Fairgrounds. I would hang out down there on the banks of the creek, wading in a bit or trying to skip stones from one bank to the other. When the fair would come to town, I would watch the big hot rod tractors roll off the trailers for the competition pulls later that night. I would make a little extra money helping the guardsmen park cars in the armory parking lot, and then I watched the smoke roll as the tractor pulls got underway. My favorite tractor was one called Screaming Eagle. If you're familiar with the military and army specifically, Screaming Eagle may mean something entirely different to you. You may envision a bald eagle on a black shield. The 101st Airborne Division located nearby at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, is a light infantry division of the United States Army specializing in air assault operations. Known as the Screaming Eagles, the 101st Airborne Division's nickname originates from their insignia, a bald eagle on a black shield. The eagle on the patch is named Old Abe in honor of President Abraham Lincoln. As this episode is released, We will have just celebrated Memorial Day holiday here in the States. We remember those men and women who made the ultimate sacrifice in serving our country. We honor those heroes who serve our country in the military and first responders who keep us all safe. Thank you. I appreciate you downloading, taking the time to listen to this podcast today. I'm excited to have some co-workers on with me. Uh, We sat around a table and we talked about his calls commitment to service and the hero program. I hope you enjoy the episode. We're in for a special treat today on the His Call Technology Podcast. This is the uh, most people we've had in the new podcast studio here at His Call, and I'm excited to have sitting around the table with me Steve, Gary, Joseph, and Tiffany. Each of these have been on the podcast before for different episodes. As familiar as as they are to the podcast, they might be new to you, so I give them an opportunity to introduce themselves. 
We will go ladies first. Tiffany? Hi, Chuck. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for being on today. Thank you. My name is Tiffany Lane, and I work in graphics and marketing at His Call, Inc. Uh, I will celebrate 15 years of service in December. Um, and as I said, I work in graphics and marketing, so I letter the vehicles, and anywhere the His Call logo is used, I try to make sure that it looks good. And you do a great job of that, too. Thank you. Joseph? Thank you, Chuck. Uh, my name is Joseph Hines. I've been with His Call for 17 years now. I am uh, operations manager over the Middle and West, West Tennessee Techs and Engineers. Uh, my roles deal with help scheduling the techs, help them get products they need for jobs, and uh, helping them with their training or anything else they need. Thank you, Joseph. Appreciate you being on again today. Gary? All righty. My name is Gary Luffman. I'm the president and CEO of His Call. I've uh, been here, of course, since the inception, which is <laughs> starting our 25th year now. That's right. Thank you for making time to be on again today. Steve? Hi, Chuck. I'm Steve Centel. Uh, my official title is Contracts Manager. Uh, I do a little bit of everything around here. I support Gary. I support the sales group and the services group. I've been here about 15 years, and uh, Gary and I go way back. So on today's episode, we want to talk about hero. Everybody needs a hero, right? And if there's one program that exemplifies his cause, dedication to customer service, it's hero. Um, Gary, give us a little background on hero. What that that's an acronym for something. Okay. So tell us about that and uh, a little background on it. A little background. Several years ago, and some of our listeners may remember, we had some satellite dishes that we were uh, developing uh, for emergency response. Today, we don't need to do that with our cloud, that I'm sure uh, ability that we can do with cloud to help people in disaster, so we don't need that. But when we were doing these things, my wife and partner in the business, Sarah, came up with it. She said, we need to call a hero. I said, okay, and it stands for His Call Emergency Response Operations. So Sarah came up with His Call Emergency Response Operation. Correct. And again, it stands for His Call Emergency Response Operations. It's not, and it wasn't then about any satellite dish or anything like that. It was about the people, the responsiveness, the inventory the training that everyone receives and so forth. It, it was about our commitment to the customer. Mm -hmm. I, I think the name is great. I love how she comes up with, it. the two of you come up with the acronyms. That oh, I give her credit for that one. Yes, yeah. right. I, I was going to give her credit too. I was going to give her credit for all of them. Yeah, and that's decided probably, all, that's probably always a safe way to put it. You know? <laughs> I, I think it's, it's very creative. And it was great marketing wasn't it, Tiffany? It was great to have marketing around Hero with the vehicles, the logos, and everything that uh, that you did. The thing about that marketing, Chuck, is yes, Tiffany took those words, Sarah created the name, the branding of it, the acronym, but Tiffany turned that around and made that so marketable, the, the coloring, the, the look of it uh, through several different revisions. And it was very, very, very eye-catching, and still is to this day, because we still use the same Hero logo 
sometimes it's under different backgrounds and different things, and it's also taken on different transitions. But the logo itself, just like the His Call logos, has stayed constant. I remember that was um, the very first time we had a wrapped vehicle as far as decals, which was the RV at the time. Mm -hmm. We had a third-party person come in here and wrap the RV, and I think it took them two days to do it. Uh, but very impressive, very eye-catching. You could see it coming from a mile away. So the first wrapped vehicle was the RV. So right. go big or go home, right? Matter of fact, I think it was a con conjunction with some ideas that you had and some ideas they had at the time, wasn't it, where that logo came out? Yes, it, it, yes, it had a lot to do with their design, but it had lightning bolts mm -hmm. and clouds and you know at the time you know we wasn't really doing cloud you know but it's amazing how now we do cloud and it's a different type of cloud marketing that's right um but whenever the rv was designed and the mcc1 and mcc2 uh you know we had it look drastic you know like a storm or it's you know an emergency or tornado mm -hmm. a flood because that's what the idea was is to put those vehicles in those areas that had been affected by that so we, we've talked about a couple of things, the vehicles, the RV, MCC1, MCC2, and um, there are listeners that don't really understand how that correlates to Hero. We did talk about it some in, in the last episode that Gary was on with me, but let's, let's define it a little bit because so much of the Hero program was identified with those, but like Gary said, it's so much more than the vehicle. But let's just briefly say what the RV and the MCC1 and MCC2 were. Those were vehicles that, or they were mobile communication center, MCC, that were equipped with communications solutions that allowed us to respond in an emergency situation, get voice services back to a customer. We used satellite dishes to, to provide that. And it, go ahead, We've Gary. been asked before, why, why do we not still have that? Well. The advent of the cloud is a big reason why we don't need that anymore. What we use today to do that is uh, our, our cloud services. It actually is sometimes even faster getting response than it was when we did those in the day. Well, let's, let's talk about some uh, real life examples where Hero's been in action. Here in Nashville, we've had to deal with tornadoes, bombings, Carrier outages, a major carrier had a, an outage here that lasted, uh, I forgot how long, but... Uh, you're talking about the windstream one? Yeah. It was about 10 days mm -hmm. before all customers were restored. So let, let's talk about some real-life examples. During those times, ways that we've utilized His Call Cloud in an emergency response operation, uh, one, uh, one that comes to mind right away is a, uh, a hotel in downtown Nashville was without service. They could get no inbound phone calls from customers. They, they were shut down. And we they contacted us and wanted to know if there was anything that we could do. And we were able to utilize His Call Cloud to right. provide voice services to them. The, the key factor is when disastrous situations happen or carry services outage, the first question we're gonna ask is, okay, who are you on and who else do you have? And if they have anybody else bringing in broadband, we can help them because we can route our services with the proper equipment to put it back into their phone system, providing dial tone. 
Normally, when these things happen, we get with the carrier, they forward a number, it's transparent to the customer and to the world, they don't know. But in this case, they couldn't provide forwarding services either, unfortunately. I mean, these are true big time disasters. Thank goodness there is, their customers have websites and social media, and that's what they went on. We would give them phone numbers and say, publish this as quick as you can out to the world, and then they can call you. So that's how we deploy now, and we can do that very quickly. The technology has allowed us to be much more flexible and uh, get service a lot quicker than even with the, the MCCs. I mean, that was a great idea, and it worked, but it took a lot of effort, a lot of... We, we were able to do that, but yes, it took uh, one or two people on the vehicle to get to the site to do what they need to do to set up some folks back here to route traffic. It, it probably took three to four people to make that happen and working in conjunction with the carriers. Today, we can have just somebody here doing some minor programming that needs to be done, deploy, send one person out to a site, and we can bring services up that way very quickly. Fantastic. What's another example? I know I'm not thinking of... Uh... I have a couple that's not dealing with our cloud, but... Dealing with the mindset of Hero, uh, we've had some instances in the past where I was thinking of new construction where we were proactive and working with customers that were building new buildings. Uh, they were side by side and they were going to be two separate entities. But we talked them into installing a feeder between the two to have a communication path between the two buildings. And when they were going to move in, there was a failure on the service provider side and they were not able to get service for, I want to say it was three to six months down the road. So we were able to put in and bring up the communications to this side building to where they could pass inspection and move in and open business. I do think of that as a true thinking in the customer's best interest uh, and really paid off in the end, you know, a small price up front saved them from not being able to bring their building into production to make their profits. And to where we've had instances where customers have had cables cut outside their building that we've got the call come in. We've all got together as a team and set out to correct the issue and bring customers back up. We have customers that are nationwide, and we had a instance where a nurse call was not working properly. A nurse call deals with code blue, so that had to be corrected so they could fully be operational in their surgery center and had to drive up to Connecticut to correct it, uh, mainly because just working with local contractors was becoming frustrating and weren't able to get anybody out there at any time, timely manner. We ended up just going up there and correcting it uh, long drive, but the customer was happy and was able to move forward with their center and have everything up and running properly. Excellent. I, I think that's great, Joseph. You know, when we talk about Hero, it really is a mindset, an approach to business. You know, many disruptions in business, whether they be from natural disaster or man-made, you can't anticipate them, you can't control them, but the impact can be mitigated by a dedicated response, forward thinking, offering good advice to customers. So good, good stuff. Since we're swapping stories, I'll tell a story that I know. Just recently, we were notified by a manufacturer that a company with 200 phones had went completely out. 
And I know Gary mentions hero and he mentions the people aspect of it. Um, my office is upstairs at the his called corporate headquarters. And I actually got to see the person in charge making sure that we had the equipment to cover them and going above and beyond to make sure that the parts were available. And I also got to see the technician down the hallway. They were working together to make sure this customer was not down for any longer than they had to be. Uh, and that was a true form of hero. And shout out to Debbie Street and to Joey Elazier for making that happen. I, I was going really to put names to the lead person in charge mm -hmm. was Debbie Street. And tech in charge with Joey, right? I'm sure there were more hands involved that I wasn't aware of. But seeing their two offices and seeing them get that call and how they jumped right on it and provided the best service to that customer was amazing. That's that's great, Tiffany. I heard you and Joseph, I heard something common in both those stories. Joseph said, we put our heads together. You're talking about Debbie and Joey purchasing and you know, warehouse, product, and technician working together to get a solution to oh, yeah. get this there customer was, back up and going. There was a lot of people involved. They, those were the two leads, if you will. We had uh, Bobby pulling things in the warehouse. We even worked on the job site. The, the unique thing about that particular story is we didn't have any customer records on this account. Uh, the background to that, and this, you know, Murphy's Law. This happened to be an NEC system approximately three months or so ago. NEC gave us a lead, said, hey, somebody's been on our website. They have an older system. They're asking for an upgrade. We assigned it to uh, Patricia Terry, who's been on this podcast before, too. Patricia handled that. I knew she'd handle it quickly, and she did, and made contact with the customer. It's an auto parts manufacturer, and... The gentleman was very nice and said, I'll be glad to keep your name. Yeah, we went on their website. We're okay right now. Don't need anything. Then Murphy came to visit last week. The, the long and the short of it is I worked with Patricia to, to get the coordinated efforts here. We go in there just on good faith to take care of things. We didn't, didn't require anything but just a signature on a contract. And here's, if you want to do this, this is what we can do. It did actually happen on a Thursday Afternoon, I believe it was a Thursday morning, but the company's owned, uh, the, the owners are in another country. So they had to get approval. So by Friday morning, it was like, yes, definitely go. Let's get this done. Here's your contract. Here's your signature. But long and short of it is the guys pulled out of here right late morning with everything loaded up to go. And they got, they were on their way back before six o'clock that night. And that was phenomenal. Uh, the customer definitely uh, played a really good part of having good records, uh, allowing things to happen. They had 220 actual phones, we were told, and they had 139 that they really had to get up like quickly. And uh, that's what their goal was on that Friday was to get those up. And they met that, like I said, before, well, like I said, they were, they were on their way back before 6 p.m. The customer was so impressed. Uh, but that's the responsiveness that we're talking about today. And, and Gary, I dare say there's not a lot of other business partners out there that could get a call on Thursday and have equipment at a customer's site. Well, we would have had it in Thursday night if they could have gotten approval. We did have all, everything in stock. Part of the program is having the trained staff, having the equipment here, 
uh, backing this up all the time because we don't ever know when something's going to go down. So we've got this great big warehouse mm -hmm. upstairs and in Knoxville mm -hmm. full of new product, mm -hmm. refurbished product, mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. It allows us to respond exactly in scenarios that you described. If you don't have all that, it, I mean, you can have some very sharp people, which we do, but if they don't have the equipment, the tools, and the knowledge, that doesn't help. So it's, it's a combination of everything. When the, the HERO program is a, are all the elements put together. I remember you reminded me of another story. There was a customer out in the Carolinas, I believe, that another manufacturer called us and said, hey, this customer's voicemail has been out of mm -hmm. service for days. Right. They had an old voicemail system. This manufacturer was sort of best effort support. There was a part on the voicemail system that was defective. They no longer had it, had no access to it, and called us and said, hey, do you happen to have this? Sure enough, it was in our warehouse, and we were able to get it shipped out and get that back up and going. And so this was a customer that has not had a relationship with us, no. and we're able to respond that way. But Steve, it's even better when you have a HisCall support agreement, wouldn't you say? What well, is, Chuck? The HisCall support agreement goes way beyond just break-fix. Uh, it actually has some elements to it that or my favorite, and one of those is the 30 minutes of free help desk or support. Uh, that allows the customer to call us and get minor programming uh, support over the phone for up to 30 minutes at no, no additional cost. If it goes beyond 30 minutes, uh, we only bill for the additional time. So that's, that's a big piece that uh, I'm glad that Gary elected to put into play few years ago, I think it's uh, very beneficial uh, to many of our customers and it's utilized quite often. It, it's, a, it's an added value on the support agreement for sure. There's a lot you can do in a 30 minute time frame, and we include that as part of their agreement. That's right. And also Chuck, uh, the preventative maintenance visits are very important because we go out and visit with their customers every so often to make sure that everything's up to par, that the system is working correctly, and that prevents uh, any type of possible future downtime. You know, talking about the visits, Steve, you know some of the stories is that the guys and ladies have come back and told, go in, the customer said, well, I know there's not much there that can go wrong, it's just looking, but we find things like uh, somebody will have gone in a room and they may lay a stack of books or some papers over the bin holes where the equipment needs to breathe. And Gary, I remember a time that we went out and found a bucket of water above mm. the telephone switch mm -hmm. that someone had put up there because of leak. To catch a leak. Mm -hmm. Instead of fixing the roof, they just put it up there to catch the leak, but it was right over the phone system. Mm -hmm. Sure did. I got a call out one Saturday. The cleaning crew had turned on the, the uh, water fountain and it had run all night and it wasn't, the drain wasn't able to keep up with that. Uh -oh. And it had run out in the floor, which was directly above the phone system. And when you opened up the door, it looked like a shower going oh. down on the, on the cabinets and stuff. Chuck, you mentioned call out. That's, that's one thing that senior management is always involved in. And after hours, weekends, uh, we typically respond within 15 minutes. If somebody, leave or when they leave a message in the emergency box the duty manager has a certain amount of time to get that but during that time 
it, it automatically is escalated if he or she, for some reason, doesn't get the message. That allows us the extra, that, that all happens within 15 minutes. The, as soon as somebody calls, the emergency goes off, people know immediately. Most of the time, people respond to within less than five minutes. But we do have that safety net. Right, very good. Seven by 24, 365. Mm -hmm. So we, we've talked about, we talk now about the, the service hotline that's equipped and staffed for standard service inquiries and rapid response in an emergency. We have talked about uh, disaster recovery service and emergency response. We have not talked about a fleet of vehicles. We have uh, his call now to how many vehicles? 47. 47. We Good call. We have 47 call. in our fleet. And how many of them are uh, decked out in decals, Tiffany? <laughs> All but one. Maybe. Oh, I was about to say. Oh. <laughs> I was about to say. I think I know who that is. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> it has a license plate on it. Yeah, it does. Right. It does. It does. They are all branded. It's called Incognito. Excellent. Good call. And you've decaled every one of them, haven't you? Mm -hmm. Sometimes multiple times. <laughs> so, uh, so, fleet of vehicles. We also have company aircraft. Mm -hmm. We talked some about on a previous uh, episode. Oh, yeah. We talked about the airplane. We got several stories about how the plane has been to different states, taking people or taking equipment. We, we're, we're connected with several different business partners in other states that, that we will work with. That, that that are they also provide very good service, and but unfortunately, they may not have the commitment to carrying the parts inventory. So if that's the case, sometimes we'll either fly the parts to them or just fly a technician with the parts or an engineer with the parts and just go ahead and just knock that out. Our plane going about 140 miles an hour isn't a jet, but it, 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 will, it carries a good load and six people. But so it's good for Eastern half United States. But beyond that, when we go out to California or Texas or Arizona, someplace like that, we've been known in a minute's notice if we can't get fast response, we will, there again, the HERO program kicks in. There'll be somebody uh, getting, dispatch will get, get a technician or an engineer. If he or she has to run home and get a change of clothes, uh, all that'll take place uh, while somebody else is ordering plane tickets and we get equipment and we'll put it in a different uh, check-in piece of luggage. We've got certain containers here that we do that with that were made for that purpose and off they go. Yes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I've seen that. I, as you were talking about that, I thought about another acronym that we've used around the company is SOC. Mm -hmm. uh, as, as again, it's a SOC. S, sense of urgency, ownership, communication, and knowledge. That speaks to the HERO program. You've got to have a sense of urgency when a customer calls and a customer needs response. Um, Joseph, can you talk a little bit about how we keep our people trained and certified? Yes, uh, there's a lot of different ways. Uh, we have most things these days, of course, are online. So uh, we did used to send people to get training uh, either at the manufacturer themselves or a manufacturer-led event. Uh, so we do keep 
our technicians consistently trained. We have internal training uh, that some of them are from a third party that we are able to do in-house that we're able to get certificates for. And we have a lot of on-the-job training slash in-office training. We have three labs, if you will, that techs can go into and either build out a scenario for a customer to make sure everything works properly or build a solution and break the solution and practice on the different pieces of equipment. So we have plenty of equipment here to break, if you will, and fix. So we all can go through those scenarios and really learn each piece of equipment on how to handle it and uh, be able to give our own internal tech support to our techs on site. So we do rely on manufacturers some things, but we want to be able to give our technicians in the field that support here internally. Chuck, one comment I'd like to make about that too. Our technicians and engineers spend a lot of time and effort uh, training, uh, after hours training, when they're not even paid. Uh, some of these certifications require a lot of experience. Our technicians, engineers, they, they feel like that they need to put some time in after hours. A lot of these tests are proctored and they're very difficult, uh, but we make sure that our engineers, technicians are properly trained. And uh, one other thing with that we are talking about on their own time, there's technicians and I myself and one of them that will not do it and for the necessity of the company tells me to, but I like to learn new things. So to be able to take on a piece of equipment and see what this box can do and how I can make it do what I want it to do. So it is nice to see when our technicians and engineers get involved and enjoy what they do to really learn the product in and out. Uh, the most part, I think uh, all of our systems has somebody that is the guru guy to go to or girl and uh, really be the support internally because they love the product, they know the product, and they like to see how they can make it work in the ways they want it to work. I'm glad you said girl too, because I'm sorry, uh, lady. You're, you're, lady. Sit, you're sitting right over there by Tiffany. Mm -hmm. She is very knowledgeable on the digital signage stuff, even though that may not be uh, a, you never know, it could be a, a hero program in place sometimes if something needs to be done quickly on that you, too. If you've got to communicate a message, that's a good way to do it. And, it and if a customer's got that and they've got a message they want it, they and, want that to work too. And I am trained and certified. That's and right. Tiffany so. does well with it. There has been times where customers uh, have needed certain things like that that she's been able to perform well. And I will be honest, I'm not a designer and the guys that install the physical equipment are not designers. So <laughs> uh, we can draw a picture with a crayon and put it on there, but that's about the extent we're gonna do. <laughs> I, will, I will second what both Joseph and Steve said, because um, I don't consider myself a technical person or definitely not an engineer. And I see our engineers, and I personally believe that they are the smartest group of guys and girls mm -hmm. that I have ever dealt with on a professional level. I know that if I, they can't get it for me, the answer that I'm, they will try their best to find that answer for me. And I also am proud of Gary and team because they don't take on a product unless they certify and train the technicians on that product. And we can support it fully. Mm -hmm. so. so we do take on the product usually to find out about it. And 
uh, we, we find out what does work because we're not going to put ever put our customer's business at risk. Excellent. Well, we are um, getting here probably on time to kind of wrap up this episode. I think it's been good. I hope you've enjoyed it. Any final thoughts that you have or something that we haven't said that you want to communicate before we wrap up? I'd like to say thank you for all of our listeners and those who are uh, customers who our clientele has been with us for many years. We definitely appreciate you and your trust in us. Um, uh, and we're, we're going to stay committed as we have been uh, for the, for almost 25 years and going into the next uh, 25 years. That's a great way to wind things up. Um, I hope after listening to this podcast, you have a better understanding of His Call's HERO program and that uh, it's designed and equipped to deploy at a moment's notice and deliver solutions to His Call's customers in a, in a needed time frame that minimizes delays and organization-wide impact. We're working hard to provide that service to you, to stay up to date with the most uh, up-to-date technologies and certified and trained. Gary, close uh, us out. One more thing. We, we've, we've mentioned things like cabling, phone systems, but we've also been called out. I want to remind our listeners to for CCTV, access control. Overhead paging. Overhead paging. Those All those things happen. You never know what emergency may occur. I mean, paging, for example, is just as critical to somebody like in hospital as a phone system, sometimes could be more so. Um, all the aspects of the business that we do, we, we take them all very seriously. We're going to make sure it's done right. Um, and we're going to try our best to make sure that all, um, all, all of our customer needs are handled in, in the, in, expediently as they need it to be done so good word thank you guys for coming in and sitting around this table with me today and and talking about uh, his call hero program well i hope you enjoyed that little episode of the podcast i'm very appreciative of my co-workers coming in and sitting around the table with me you know dealing with natural and man-made disasters and emergencies can be stressful and even dangerous for individuals and businesses alike. It's important that employers and employees are prepared for the worst case scenario. Unfortunately, the need for preparation isn't always recognized until something disastrous does happen. Emergency planning and preparation is important in an organization's ability to cope and bounce back from an unexpected crisis. The HERO program is his call's answer to the uncertainty of doing business during a crisis. Hiscall's emergency response operations brings together Hiscall's customer service dedication and expertise with a responsiveness unmatched by other service providers in our industry. We recognize that regardless of how robust a communication system is or the level of expertise that has contributed to its design and installation, Disruptions in service still occur from time to time. We appreciate the opportunity you give us to serve you and your business. And I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode of the podcast. 
As we wrap up, remember, don't be afraid, only believe. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the His Call Technology Podcast. Subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date with today's business communication trends. To learn more about His Call solutions for your business needs or to listen to previous podcasts, visit us at our website, hiscall.com. Thank you.